in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. During this week, the sixth week of the Holy Great Fast, the Church speaks to us about the Enlightenment. Because it was a tradition for the catacombs, catacombs are those who are instructed to join the church, to be instructed during the Holy Great Fast. And then on the last week uh, of the Great Fast, they are baptized uh, in order to celebrate the Holy Week as full believers in the church. So all the catacombs were baptized on the last Sunday, which is tomorrow, the sixth Sunday of the Holy Great Fast. That's why it is called the Sunday of Baptism, because all the catechumens were baptized on that day. Also, the church chose the man who was born blind uh, to be the gospel of the last Sunday of the Great Fast. As he said, I was blind and now I see. Uh, and all the reading of the Holy Great Fast, uh, sorry, of the sixth week. For example, yesterday we read the whole book of uh, Tobia. Because in this book, how Archangel Raphael healed uh, Tobit the father from his blindness. Today in the Gospel, we read about Bartimaeus, the man who was blind and was begging on the road uh, from Jericho, and how the Lord healed him. So, what is enlightenment? What is enlightenment? Enlightenment is to know the truth, to believe in the truth, to see things through the eyes of God, that the Holy Spirit will dwell in you, enlighten your mind, your heart, your eyes, your conscience, through the light of the Holy Trinity. As the psalmist said, with your light we shall see light. That is the enlightenment. Unfortunately, nowadays, enlightenment is taking a different definition, a worldly definition, not the Christian definition. When somebody is so liberal and compromise the holy tradition and compromise the rules of the church and the canons of the early church fathers, we call these people enlightened. And this is a corrupt definition of enlightenment. Enlightenment doesn't mean to compromise the tradition of the church. Enlightenment doesn't mean to compromise the canons of the church. Enlightenment doesn't mean to uh, be tolerant to sin and to accept everyone, even those with wrong uh, tradition and with wrong doctrine. 
Many people, unfortunately, they make many songs about there is nothing called denomination. Anything is acceptable. Forget about denomination. Denominations are made by men. During the time of Christ, there was no denominations. Yes, during the time of Christ, there was no denominations. But when actually the people start to split from the church, from the true faith, and to make their own theology, which is false and wrong, that's why they were given certain names in order to identify them. But St. Paul said, if anyone came to you with a different teaching than what we taught you, even if an angel came from heaven, let him be excommunicated. Based on the definition of enlightenment today, St. Paul is not enlightened. St. John the apostle of love he said if anyone comes to you with a different doctrine don't receive him in your houses don't even greet him and according to the contemporary definition of enlightenment saint john is not enlightened either don't be deceived people who try to make dilution between the different denominations and they tell you everything is okay everything is acceptable also they dilute the differences between religions they tell you everything is acceptable by God whether you are Jewish, Muslim, Christian Buddhist and they end into accepting atheism, accepting all these new philosophies uh, and new ideologies that support uh, sexual immorality and all its forms from homosexuality, transgenderism, those who support abortion, they call themselves enlightened. There is no enlightenment. Actually, this is the true blindness because they are blind to the truth. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. <clears throat> the notion of progressive Christianity that actually criticizes all the holy tradition, cast doubt on the scripture, cast doubt on the stories in the scripture, cast out on the characters like Adam and Eve and Moses and Noah, don't believe that this is the enlightenment. This is the true blindness. Because if you drift from the truth that's revealed to us in the scripture, if you drift away from the truth that is handed to us from the Lord, to the apostles until now in the 21st century. If you drift away from this truth, that's blindness. Don't be deceived. Many people 
will call you that you are not enlightened if you don't follow in their uh, false philosophies and corrupted ideology. So the church emphasized today and during the whole week about the importance of enlightenment. What makes a person blind? Love of sin makes person blind. Like Simpson, because of his sin, he was blind because of his lust, because of his bad desire. He became blind even to the plan that Delilah was making to deliver him to the hand of the Palestines. Love of money also make the person blind. Like Judas, in his love of money, he betrayed the Lord for 30 pieces of silver. And he was blind to all the teaching, to all the miracles, to all what the Lord has done for him. He was blind and delivered the Lord Jesus Christ to the hands of the Romans and the Jews. Also, what makes the person blind is the pride and the ego. Because the person trusts in his own mind more than trusting in God. All these new heresies and new false philosophies, it arises from prideful heart and arrogant mind. Those who want to follow their own mind, not to follow the truth revealed in the scripture. So these things make us blind, either pride, love of money, or love of sin. How we seek healing, how we seek true enlightenment. For those who are not Christian, the way to enlightenment is to believe in Christ. He is the light who came to the world. As he said, I am the light of the world. And for those who are Christian, but blinded by love of money, or love of sin, or pride and arrogance, the way to enlightenment is number one, to acknowledge their blindness. If they did not acknowledge their blindness, they will continue to be blind. The scribes and Pharisees never acknowledged their blindness. Tomorrow in the Gospel from John chapter 9, you will hear these words from the Lord to them. He told them, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say we see, therefore your sin remains. Those we say, we see, although they are blind, like those who call themselves the enlightened, these people will remain in their sins because they did not recognize their blindness. So, number one, examine yourself. Again, is the truth in the scripture. Again, is the truth that revealed in the holy tradition. To discover whether you are blind or not. 
And if you are blind, you need to admit your sin. Once you admit your blindness, the Lord is able to heal you. But in your arrogance, if you refuse to admit your blindness, if you ad- refuse to admit your sin, then your sin will remain. But if you admit your blindness, as the Lord has said, you will have no sin. You would not have no sin. After you admit your blindness, number two, cry to the Lord like Bartimaeus, the blind man of today. He cried, Son of David, have mercy on me. Let us cry today in the liturgy, each one of us, all of us, we have certain blindness in our life, certain blind spots in our life. Every one of us, in certain area, he believes he is right, although he is wrong. Cry to the Lord, as as Bartimaeus, and say to the Lord, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. Satan will tell you, you are not blind, why you are crying? Stop crying. Or Satan may tell you, Jesus will not answer you. This is not the true to, uh, way to enlightenment. As the crowd, many warned him to be quiet. Many said to Bartimaeus, be quiet. Don't cry. Stop praying. Stop crying, calling on the name of Jesus. But I like what Bartimaeus said. But what Bartimaeus did. He did exactly the opposite of those who were warning him. They told him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Satan or the people tell you be quiet, don't testify for the truth, don't testify for the holy tradition, don't say to the false enlightenment, It is wrong. Be quiet. You need to cry all the more. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the Lord promised us, ask and you shall receive. Knock and it will be opened to you. So here we find the Lord stood still and commanded him to be called. So the Lord responded to his cry and he asked the crowd to bring Bartimaeus to him. So the crowd went to Bartimaeus and told him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment. Why the Bible mentioned throwing aside his garment? This garment that covered him while he was sitting on the road, begging for help from the people. Now he doesn't need it because his help comes from the Lord. He does need to be helped by people because his enlightenment comes from God. Don't let the people, especially those who are calling themselves falsely, they are enlightened. Let not them lead you, guide you, or influence your brain. These people, you will find them on social media. 
These people, you will find them on uh, the internet and chat rooms. These people who will mislead you, you will find them around you everywhere. You need actually to stay away from them, to stay away from every thought and, and every voice that's teaching against the holy tradition, that's teaching against the holy scripture, that's teaching against the truth that's revealed to us. Stay away from them. Stay away from them because they will corrupt your mind. He threw aside his garment and came to Jesus. So the Lord asked him, what do you want me to do for you? You remember last Sunday, uh, the paralytic man, the Lord asked him the same question. Do you want to be made well? Here the Lord is asking us, what do you want me to do for you? Many times we come to the church as a routine, as a habit. We don't have a goal. We don't want, we don't know what we want from God. So God is asking each one of us today, what do you want me to do for you? Do you have an answer ready? What are you asking for? Are you asking for more money? Are you asking for worldly success? Are you asking for prestige and power? What are you asking? The Lord is asking you, what do you want me to do for you? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So, today the Lord is asking us, what do you want me to do for you? Let us answer like Bartimaeus. The blind man said, that I may receive my sight. I want to be enlightened by your word. I want to be enlightened by your light. I want the blind spots in my life to be revealed. I want any area in which I believe that I am right while I'm wrong. I want this to be exposed, to come from the darkness inside my heart into the light of Christ in order to be exposed, in order to be demolished completely, in order for the truth to shine in in my heart. Then this person, because he knew what he want, and also he believed that the Lord can give him what he wanted. So the Lord told him, go your way, your faith has made you well. You are healed. You are enlightened. This blindness is taken away. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. When actually we receive our spiritual sight and we are enlightened spiritually, the natural response to this, we will follow Jesus. We will walk in his footsteps. We will be uh, his disciples true disciples, we will carry his image and his likeness in ourselves. So, today, and as I said in the beginning, the whole week, the church speaks to us about enlightenment. Are you enlightened or not? And what kind of enlightenment do you have? This liberal, secular, 
false enlightenment of the world that destroys all tradition, all the truth that's revealed in the scripture? Are you enlightened in this way? If the answer is yes, then unfortunately you are blind. And unless you admit your blindness, your sin will remain. But if you are enlightened by the word of God, by the holy tradition, by the truth that's revealed, blessed are you. If you are not, cry with Bartimaeus, Lord, have mercy upon me. Lord, I want to receive my sight. May the Lord enlighten our hearts, our minds, our souls, our spirit with the light of the Holy Trinity. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.